Psalm 16, a victim of David. Protect me, O God, for I seek refuge in you. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord, my benefactor. There is none above you. As to the holy and mighty ones that are in the land, my whole desire concerning them is that those who espouse another God may have many sorrows. I will have no part in their bloody libations. Their names will not pass my lips. The Lord is my allotted share and portion. You control my fate. Delightful country has fallen to my lot. Lovely indeed is my estate. I bless the Lord who has guided me. My conscience admonishes me at night. I'm ever mindful of the Lord's presence. He is at my right hand. I shall never be shaken. For my heart rejoices, my whole being exalts, my body rests secure. For you will not abandon me to Sheol, or let your faithful one see the pit. You will teach me the path of life. Your, in your presence is perfect joy. Delights are ever in your right hand. So I'm reading again from the Jewish Publishing Society um, version that I can find in Safaria. Um, uh, this is uh, um, a psalm that I hadn't thought much of, uh, Psalm 16, still, until I started uh, researching it. And uh, as I kept going, I found more and more things. I probably will not tell you all of the things that I've discovered because I will probably forget. Um, so right at the start, uh, michtam, um, we don't know what that word means. It uh, might mean inscription. That's how uh, the Septuagint uh, uh, translated it into Greek. Um, but yet another reminder, we don't know some very basic details about the Psalms. Uh, some of this information that was included has been copied, and we just don't know what it is anymore. Um, and there's some things in the Psalm that um, are a little bit confusing. Uh, the notes and commentary that I've read uh, isn't quite sure how to interpret, um, starting, say, verse uh, 3 and, and 4. Um, it sounds like maybe it's talking about the people in Israel or um, maybe um, uh, foreign gods like Canaanite gods and their uh, worship of them. Um, we don't exactly know. It's, uh, it's uh, intriguing um, as to the high, holy and mighty ones that are in the land. Uh, who, who is that exactly? Uh, and then it talks about how the Lord is my share and my portion and how my uh, my estate is lovely. Um, I was thinking about this because it's been about a year since we bought our new house, and I love our house and uh, the backyard and just everything about it. Um, but this isn't probably talking about uh, a um, the the poet's actual property. It's probably talking metaphorically about um, the inheritance, uh, the metaphor metaphorical inheritance from the Lord. Um, which is interesting, uh, especially interesting because um, some of the words that are translated into um, concepts uh, later on in the psalm are actually body parts. Um, for instance, uh, it says, um, my conscience admonishes me at night. Um, the word conscience is actually kidney in, in Hebrew. Um, because the kidney was seen as the seat of your conscience. Uh, just like we, we talk about the heart is the seat of emotion and the mind is the seat of, of uh, thinking and knowledge and, and wisdom in our culture. Um, 
There's another one where uh, it talks about in verse nine, my, so my heart rejoices, my whole being exalts and my body rests secure. Uh, my whole being exalts, um, there's some confusion about exactly what word that is in Hebrew. Um, some manuscripts, um, uh, it means glory, my whole being, it says my glory. And in other ones, it's uh, my liver. <laughs> and you, you might think, oh, liver is clearly the wrong translation, my liver exalts. Um, but again, there was a metaphorical sense of the liver is the seat of of your soul or your being um, somehow. Um, so there's a lot of really interesting stuff uh, like that where we, we just don't have the cultural context anymore. It feels like it's distant in a way that some of the other Psalms don't feel quite so distant. And then I wanted to mention one more thing. Um, there is an interpretation of part of this Psalm, the last uh, few verses of the Psalm that comes from uh, the Christian uh, tradition. In fact, it's recorded in the book of Acts, which is a really early Christian document. Uh, and it's recording um, words that uh, supposedly uh, Peter, who is um, you know, an important disciple of Jesus, and Paul, who is uh, a really uh, important evangelist of Christianity in the first century, uh, apparently they both looked at this psalm and interpreted it as a um, prophecy of resurrection. Um, the reason for that is uh, at the end, it says, um, for you will not abandon me to Sheol or let your faithful one see the pit. And um, different uh, translations use different words there. Some of them say we'll never see decay. And uh, according to Peter and Paul, um, since David himself was, uh, you know, he, he had a grave and he, his body decayed, um, that this must mean it's a prophecy of someone else and they interpret it as a prophecy of Jesus. Um, I need to mention this because I find this very beautiful and touching and it means a lot to me in my faith. And yet I know that it's um, almost certainly completely foreign <laughs> Uh, to uh, both the original psalmist and to the people who preserved this psalm, uh, the Hebrew um, scribes. And so it seems kind of wrong to interpret it this way, especially since um, I, I know that um, my Jewish friends would be uh, offended uh, or potentially offended by my interpretation. Um, and I don't know exactly what to do about it. I can't deny my own uh um, reading of this and how it fits in so nicely with with my theology and my beliefs. Uh, but I also totally understand um, people who do not see it that way and see this as an anachronism that's read into the text. Um, and then I think we are all in a state where we are so far removed from the original psalmist, we don't even know um, what mictum means. Um, there are so many questions that we have uh, very few of us, I think, think of our conscience as living in our liver, I mean, in our kidney or, or our um, souls living in our liver. Uh, and so um, we are all separated from it in some way. None of our interpretations, it seems to me entirely possible that the psalmist would laugh at any modern interpretation as being completely wrong. Um, I, I don't want to offend anyone. Uh, I think there is a way for um, the Christian reading of this text um, to be um, to be meaningful to me, even if it isn't meaningful to you. 
And we'll see this in later texts. This is not the last time we'll be confronted with uh, having a text that can be interpreted uh, differently by different people, and especially Christian interpretations reading back into an ancient Hebrew text. Well, we'll see what we discover tomorrow when we read the next psalm.